Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited about what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can go to my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Well, grab your Bible and let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, foundations of our faith. This is episode number four. We're going to be talking about what the first foundation of our faith is. Um, We looked in the book of Hebrews in episode three. You can go back there where I gave just an overview of the book of Hebrews, like an introduction to what I'm going to be talking about the next few weeks. So there are six foundational truths that are found in the book of Hebrews that every believer must know. Let's first just review about the book of Hebrews. Now, we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, so it's anonymous who wrote the, this book of this particular book in the Bible. Some have said Paul wrote it. Others have said Apollos. Um, they've even said that Barnabas, Aquila, or Luke, one of those um, five could have possibly been the writer of this particular book. So it is unknown to us who wrote this book. It was written to um, an unknown audience, but this audience, they knew the Old Testament scriptures, and it probably was written to Jewish Christians, all right, at this particular time. So the writer knew his audience. He, I mean, he, he was aware that they knew the Old Testament scriptures because there's a lot of reference to Old Testament scriptures um, in this particular book. In chapter 10 of Hebrews, we see that the church is being persecuted for their faith in Jesus, and so it's causing many of them to abandon their faith because of this. Now, if we look in chapters one and two, it kind of compares and contrasts Jesus to um, people and events, like the first 10 chapters. So chapters one and two, Jesus is compared and contrasted to angels and the Torah. In chapters three and four, he's compared to Moses and the promised land. In chapters five through seven, he's compared to the priests and Melchizedek. In chapters 6 through 10, he's compared to the sacrifices and the covenants. So the writer wanted um, the audience to know that Jesus is superior to all these people and events, that Jesus Christ is supreme. The writer also wanted to challenge the people to remain faithful to Jesus no matter what, and that, that Jesus is the greatest gift, that Jesus equals God's word, that Jesus is hope in creation, that Jesus is the eternal priest and that Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Now we can look at the lives of the Old Testament patriarchs that's laid out in Hebrews 11 is referred to the uh, hall of faith. We can look at them as our model of faith. And the writer wants uh, the audience to know that Jesus is so amazing and that if you reject him, that you're rejecting the greatest gift. Now, in episode number three, I talked about having a firm foundation. And I gave the example of how uh, when I was having my house built, that the first thing that they do when they're building a house is that they lay down the foundation. Then they have to allow the foundation to set for a couple days to make sure that it, it is firmly in place. And the same is true for things of the spirit, that we first have to have strong spiritual foundation we have to have a firm foundation of spiritual truths and spiritual doctrines now if we build the house and the foundation hasn't set and they start trying to build up on it it's not going to last it's going to crumble it's going to cave in 
and you probably will fall over. And the same is true for us, that if we are not strong in spiritual foundation, spiritual truth, spiritual principles, that we're, you won't make it. You're not going to last. And sometimes people, they try to move too fast with the things of God. They want to get deep quick. And it takes time. It takes time because you want to make sure that you have a clear understanding of the spiritual truths that are found in the word of God. Now, we looked at uh, Hebrews 5. And I gave five, I think it was 12 through 14. And let me just go ahead and read that portion of scripture again. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version this time. And it's talking about spiritual immaturity. And so he was calling his readers to come to maturity because God wants us to mature. God wants us to move ahead. God wants us to move forward. All right. So he says it for though by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So having a clear understanding of spiritual truths and the word of God makes you qualified to handle the word of God. And having a clear understanding of spiritual truths of the word of God helps you to have common sense. It helps you to be able to distinguish between good and evil. And that's what God wants us to be able to distinguish between good and evil and to choose to do that which is good. And that was uh, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. And so let me just sum that portion of scripture up by saying that what the writer was pretty much saying to the people is that by now you all should be spiritual rabbis. You all have heard so much word and had been inundated with so much scripture and so many uh, uh, teachings, just like we are today. I mean, we have social media where we hear the word continuously, constantly. And there's some people that are still babies in Christ that they can't teach anyone else because they themselves don't have a clear understanding of the basic foundational truths that are in the word of God. So my job in this podcast is that if you don't know these truths, that you get to know them and get to know them to the point that you know them for yourself so that you can teach them to someone else. And perhaps you may be kind of aware of some, but you don't know them all. Well, that you get them under your belt and make sure that you know these truths so that you can teach them to someone else so that you can mature in the faith. Now, these believers, they probably have been saved for many decades and so they were still at an elementary level. So the writer was in encouraging them and admonishing them to say, hey, look, y'all got to come up. You got to mature in the faith. And so, you know, I can't move forward with teaching anything else because you don't even know the basic stuff yourself. So we want to make sure that you know the basic stuff so that we can mature. And that's why when I started the podcast, I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to start with these foundational truths, to lay the foundation because if you have the right foundation, then as we build upon with other teaching, you won't be lost and you'll begin to understand more clearly what's going on. So let's go to Hebrews chapter six, verse one. And the title of my Bible, I like the way that this says this. It says the peril of not progressing. You know, God wants us to move ahead, to move forward in the faith and to um, not just stay at the same place. But that each year, each day that passes, we come to a greater understanding 
of who Jesus is through our experiences that we go through. So we're going to be looking in Hebrews 6 and 1, and this is where it gives us these six uh, foundational principles that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to take one at a time and spend time teaching on each one so that you have a clear understanding. And certainly you can do more teaching, you know, further uh, looking for yourself into each and every topic. Okay. Uh, Hebrews 6 and 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance. This is the first foundational truth. It is repentance. Now, I know that that's probably not something that most people want to talk about or most people want to hear, but that it is something that is still in God's playbook. The Bible says that God does not change, that his word shall stand forever. And it doesn't matter what's going on in society or who tries to push out the principles of God, that repentance is still key in the kingdom. Now, let's go on and say uh, what the second one is. Okay, the first one is uh, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And then the number two is faith toward God. And number three is the doctrine of baptisms. You see, that's a plural, so that means there's more than one baptism, so we're going to go over that in a few weeks. Number four, laying on of hands. Number five, resurrection of the dead. And number six is eternal judgment. Now, you must be rooted in foundational truths. In order to know how to lead your life correctly, and in order to come to correct spiritual conclusions, you need to know these foundational truths. Do you even know what repentance is? Well, there is. Repentance is, and it is not something. And if you don't understand what repentance is, now when I say this, it's going to sound strong, but it's the truth that you might not even be saved. Because in order to be saved, you must repent. And in order to do that, you got to know what it is. You must be established in these truths. See, it's more than just going to church to being saved. It's more than just casually reading your Bible every now and then, but you got to study the word of God so that you are, that you know your faith. The Bible says that we are studied to show ourselves approved, that a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. All right. So let's, first of all, let's look at this Greek word. Let's look at this Greek word that says, um, let us not go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation. Let's look at this word foundation in the Greek. Now, um, this word in the Greek is the word themelos. I think I'm saying that right. And it means something to set something in stone. All right. So what the writer is saying is that this foundation, this is the first one of repentance, is so important. That it should be set in stone in your life. That you should have a clear understanding of what this is. All right. Now, let's look at the word repentance. It's the Greek word metanoia. And it means a change of mind, a complete conversion, a turn, a change in behavior, or new course. A completely altered view of life and behavior. That's what the word repentance means. Now, if you notice that this word has nothing to do with emotions, that this is an intellectual word, that repentance, it's a decision. And it's a decision to think, believe, 
or act differently. All right. Now, please understand sometimes that when you do repent, you there may be some shedding of tears because we're sorrowful for what we've done. But if you don't see tears, it doesn't mean that the person didn't repent. Because repentance is a decision. You got to decide to do what's right. And the fruit of repentance is change in behavior. The Bible says that we are a new creation, that old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. I can remember that when I was a youngster and I was like a teenager that um, I would watch as people came to church and, you know, they'd have an altar call and people would go up for salvation and some would cry and sling snot, as my mother says, they would cry and just cry and be so sorrowful and, um, you know, they would say the sinner's prayer and everything. And next Sunday would come. You didn't see them no more. In fact, you didn't see them no more at all. And so I couldn't understand. I said, well, what happened? Why didn't they, you know, why didn't they start to, you know, make th those changes that they need? They cried and did all this thing. So I came to the conclusion as a teenager that I said it must have not been a true conversion. Because a true conversion, your life's going to be changed and it's going to be evident to those around you. There's going to be some changes. And so a lot of times people may have emotions, but they have not repented. All right. And so uh, Matthew 27 and three, let's go there. And I'm, I got my actual Bible here. So, so you may hear me turning the pages because even though I love technology, I like to flip through these pages of the Bible from time to time. I still like to, to do it the old way, I'm sure. But Matthew 27 and verse three is going to give us the flip side of repentance all right and it's very very imperative that you understand um and are clear of what repentance is that it is a decision it's a decision matthew 27 3 gives us the account of when judas jesus disciple he had betrayed jesus and he hangs himself it says then judas his betrayer seeing that he had been condemned was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. Okay, now in some translations it says that he repented. All right. So this Greek word here for repentant is meta meta melanomani. I think I'm saying that right. I might not be saying that right. It's kind of hard to pronounce them sometimes. But this word means that it is profound sorrow, someone engulfed in grief, swallowed in regret. It's an emotional word. All right. So Judas didn't repent. He didn't make a decision. He was just sorrowful and he was just engulfed in emotions, but he did not repent. All right. And so the difference is, is that repentance is a decision. It's nothing to do with your emotions. I have seen where some people have come to the altar for prayer and have cried and cried and cried. And you think, oh, they're so sorry because they cried and they ain't a bit more sorry. And then I've seen those that may seem like on the outside, like they don't have any emotion, but they make a decision to serve the Lord. And those are the ones, you know, that, that, that say, so I've seen it on all spectrums and I've seen some where they have made the decision and there may be tears because of what you've done. And you realize just how lost you were and how good God is, even in the midst of you being lost. All right. Now, when I was seven years old, I mentioned in my testimony in one of the other podcasts that um, when I got say I was seven years old, so I mean, you know, I, there was not much that I had to repent for because I was so young. I think I stole some gum when I was six years old from the store and I felt so horrible 
when I did that, you know, but other than that, I mean, you know, I, I didn't really have any like major, major sins. So I, I when I got saved, I, I just made a decision. I didn't cry or there was no emotion, but it was a decision that I made as a seven year old child that I was going to serve God and that I needed Jesus and I was going to serve God. And I remember saying to myself, well, I said to my mom when I came home that evening after I had made that decision that I said to her, I said that if I can't serve God with all my heart, I don't want to serve him at all. And I think about the portion of scripture in Daniel 1.8 where it says, Daniel purposed in his heart. He made a decision in his heart that he was not going to eat the king's meat, that he was going to continue to stay and, and be committed to the dietary restrictions that were from, from God. And so the same was true. I had a purpose in my heart that I was going to serve the Lord, that I was going to live right because it was the right thing to do. And I truly repented. And if you haven't repented, you can do that today. Repentance is a decision that can come with emotions, but it's not, an emotions are not a requirement. Jesus's ministry was birthed with repentance. The church was born with repentance. You remember Jesus, when John the Baptist he said, you know, repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. When, when Peter preached in Acts, um, he said that, you know, in order to come to the kingdom of God, you got to repent. You got to make a decision to change your mind, to act differently. You got to make a decision to make a turn because the way you're going is not the right direction. You need to repent. And God is so good in his love and his mercy for us that he allows us to repent. I love the way Pastor Rick Renner says it best. He says that repentance is the birth canal through which people enter the kingdom of God. It's God's requirement that if you haven't come to this channel, then you never came. You must repent. Now let's go to Acts. If you have your Bible, go to Acts 17. And we're going to look at this portion of scripture, Acts 17, 30. Acts 17 and verse 30, and it says, Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. So all means all, no matter who you are, where you are, where you live, how much money you have, how less amount of money you have, whether if you live in state, out of state, out of the country, wherever you are, whoever you are, all men everywhere must repent. Repentance is a decision, not an emotion. Repentance needs to be set in stone in your life. If you haven't repented, you can do it today. You can do it right now. In fact, let's pray. For those of you that need to repent, just say this prayer. Father God, right now today, I make a decision that I repent. I repent for the wrong that I've done and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me and help me and show me how to live right, and how to do what's right. Father God, I thank you today for all of those that are listening to this podcast. I thank you, Father God, that you made repentance a requirement. And I thank you that after hearing today's teaching, for those that may not have had a clear understanding of what it is that they do now. And Father God, I thank you that you are turning hearts more towards you and that you continue to lead and guide us, Lord God, that you bless and you keep us, Father. And I thank you for all those that are listening that they will mature in the faith 
and they, they will understand and know that repentance, repentance is still your requirement. As always, I just want to encourage you that if you're not picking up your Bible daily, that you start to do that. Um, you can start off. You don't have to start off by reading a whole lot. You can start off with just wherever you are. If you have to read a chapter a night or if you have to read a verse a night, that's fine too. Um, just start somewhere. And as you pick that Bible up, pray and ask God to give you revelation of his truth and of his word because God wants to share his truth with you. And the more you read the word of God, the more that you allow that word to be a compass and a guide for your life. And God will guide you into all truth. He will not steer you wrong. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revelations from the Heart podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone in your life. Share this podcast on your social media networks. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can find the links to all my pages at my website at www.paulacornet.weebly. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. God bless you and hope you will take time to listen again soon.